0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel. Happy Saturday to everyone. Happy weekend, and also welcome to episode 205 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Yes, indeed, I upload these live streams as podcast, usually the same night. Sometimes I I fall a bit behind. I am in the process of actually moving... Servers. So recently I have been on the Red Circle podcasting app. I'm now transferring the podcast over to Anchor as it is just a better overall format from what I've seen. Much easier to monetize than Red Circle, and so, therefore, I'm in that process. And so, if you do follow this on podcasts and you're noticing any issues, that might be why, though. Based on what I've read from Anchor, there should not be any issues as the transfer has started. However, what I have noticed is that if you're directly on the Anchor platform... Uh, For some reason, the episodes are not showing up with their full length. So I'll have to contact somebody over there to double-check, because obviously I do not want the episodes to uh, not be the proper length. That would not be good, cutting off the episodes randomly from time to time. Also, tonight will be very special, because we'll actually open the show with doing, uh, rather starting, a, a giveaway. Uh, The giveaway winners will be chosen at the end of the stream, but I figured that way we give everyone the entire stream to enter in if they want, if they so choose. And so today we'll be giving away uh, two different uh, Blu-rays. So they'll be international giveaways, so that for no matter where you are in the world, I will ship it to you, international giveaway. Uh, So the first Blu-ray is going to be The Last Starfighter. So, I'll be giving that away on Blu-ray. And the second Blu-ray will be Tina's favorite movie, Parasite. Uh, So, again, you have to have interest in one, (laughs) at least one of these, because whoever the first winner is gets to choose which one they want, and then the second winner gets the other one. Uh, So, if you don't want any of them, or if you would be like, I really don't want this one if I happen to get it, or I don't know what to do with it if I happen to get it, uh, then you might not want to actually enter into the giveaway. So... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up the giveaway. Uh, So to enter into it, Heimdall should be giving instruction. You just put enter exclamation point. You then put a space, and then after the space, you put a number. And the max number of tickets that you can get for this giveaway is 100. It is 500 digital cookies per entry. So therefore, there is a max on how many times you can enter in. Uh, So, again, 100 tickets max. The number that you put after the space, so enter, exclamation point, space, the number that you're putting after is the number of tickets that you want. Now, keep in mind, if you put in a number, that costs more than what you currently have on YouTube. This will be a YouTube-exclusive giveaway, by the way. Sorry, uh, very sorry, DLive fam. Uh, This will be a YouTube-exclusive giveaway, because otherwise, I just... I would be going crazy. Uh, But anyway, uh, that is going to be what we do tonight. So again, if you have any interest in Parasite on Blu-ray, as I know Tina definitely wants to have this movie to own. And then The Last Starfighter on Blu-ray, those will be given away at the end of the show. And so I asked the Valks if they could just keep an eye on that and shout that out throughout. That if they want to enter in to win, potentially either one of those Blu-rays, to go ahead and enter in. All right, let's go ahead and say hello to some people in the chat. We got Slicer Neons, who is here at 5.20. He was here very early. How's it going? Lord Toth in the chat. What's going on, good sir? He's a member. Venom Brolin 93 Orange. Chat Reviews. How's it going? He's also a member. says, Hail Chat and Odin. Can't wait to get into the Mandalorian discussion. Yes, indeed. Uh, Short answer. It was a great episode. Um, And I feel like a lot of people have been overly critical of the episode. And I, I don't agree. Uh, 13th Warrior, thank you for being a member on the channel, 13th Warrior. Were you one of the p- people that joined up the member stream last time? Well, thank you for that. It says, doing well, just waiting for our first snow. I'm observing a personal lockdown. Well, that is very sad. Sorry to hear that. Don't know where you are in the world, but that is awful. We all know that these lockdowns suck. I believe in individual liberty. And taking care of our own, right? We can all contribute to the common good if we're given the choice to do so. But when when one is forced to give into the common good, it's not really charity at that point, is it? The new number two who's a member of the channel, hail to you, good sir. Glad to see you in the chat. Mike Jackson, how's it going, Mike Jackson? He was here early. Tina B here as well. And yes, indeed, two people disliked the stream before it even started. We should at least see what the stream is all about before disliking it. I'm all fine for, for disliking a stream, but come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Tina B says, Anyway, welcome, welcome. Smash the like button on the way in. Wait, gotta do that myself. Steph is on the way. If you want Odin to see the comment, put Odin question. Yes, indeed. If you have a comment in the regular YouTube chats, you must put Odin question. Otherwise, I won't see it. Otherwise, it will not highlight orange, and, and I won't know that you're trying to get my attention. Now, if you are a member on the channel, one of the perks of your membership is that I will see that you're a member, and that as long as I don't see that you're tagging somebody else in a conversation... Uh, I will read your comment or question there. And yes, Tina, please do not spam. We will be getting into a little bit of politics at the very beginning. As you can see, one of the topics is indeed the OMB report, uh, where I'm just giving you a little bit of a spiel about what I cover on my new second channel. I do have a second channel called the OMB report, where I talk about news and politics. And so it'll be a, uh, I think it'll be a shorter section overall. To be a little bit about the Supreme Court case and kind of the hypocrisy of the Supreme Court a little bit. Um, But we'll get into that in just a second. And then also we'll talk about The Mandalorian, uh, Chapter 15, the most recent Mandalorian episode. And then, of course, our general movie talk discussion, as we tend to have every single week. Uh, All right, to here. Stephanie B's in the chat. What's going on, Stephanie B? Glad to see you here on time. Always great to see. Yes, indeed, I was able to start at 7 today uh, because we have moved Baby Thor's schedule around. And so now he bathes at 6.30. Doesn't take too long. Luckily, because he's very small. Um, but <laughs> we were able to get that done pretty quickly. And we then are able to, yeah, get get the show started on time. Uh, JKDBuck76, how is it going? Keck44, how's it going? Mark Leseth, what's going on, Mark? Glad to see you here. Alex McCarthy's a member, says, howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's the baby Thor and the pizza? Answer, baby Thor. Pizza last night was great. Had some more for lunch. Let's see, we got Elizabeth Lyons in the chat. Hail to you. Glad to see you here in the chat. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Soul Assassin, how is it going? Glad to see you here. Rob D says, hey, Odin, I watched the Clone Wars Siege of Mandalore arc today. Nice! It's a good series of episodes. I like the Clone Wars. I think it's a great series. And other than the four episodes that I was had issues with in the last season, the last season was also pretty damn good. <laughs> I see you throwing some shade in there, Stephanie B. I happen to be a fan of his, especially when he has people like Alex Jones on his show. It was quite hilarious. If you don't, <laughs> if you weren't watching Tim Pool last night, oh boy, did you miss a show? Did you miss a show? You did, uh, Kermit Kermit Frog. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. I appreciate it. All right, the chat has jumped on me like it tends to do. And let's see, luckily no comments have been skipped. Smash the like button as you enter in. Let me say hello to my DLive fam. How is it going, DLive fam? Uh, let us see here. We got Nemo in the chat. What's going on, Nemo? Captain Dean Heiss in the chat as well. Greetings to you. Uh, we got Philly The Hobbit in the chat as well. Hail to everyone on the DLive fam. Thank you all for being here. All right. So... Before getting into more chats over on YouTube, let me go ahead and do the OMB report real quick. That way we can get it out of the way uh, for the sake of of my Valks, who I'm sure are, are tired of, of, of these discussions. But I think they're important to have. So tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about the Supreme Court. So as you all know, if you've been paying attention to the news, uh, yesterday the Supreme Court decided to not take up the Texas case in the election 2020 uh, litigation that has been going on across the country. And their reasoning was because they said Texas had no standing, meaning that they had no dog in the fight. They had no reason to, and no justification, to sue the states. And the reasoning that Texas gave was, well, they screwed up their elections, they changed the laws unconstitutionally, and therefore it does have an impact on us, because not only does it impact who's the president, it also impacts who's the vice president, who happens to be the president of the Senate, And since, obviously, every state has two senators, Texas says, well, that impacts us directly. And absolutely it does. What is interesting, though, is they said, oh, there's no standing. No standing. Can't do it. Which makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever, especially when you have two of the justices saying, (laughs) this is our jurisdiction. They can't go anywhere else. We literally have to take the case. But nope, 7-2 and said no standing. What I find interesting about this specific case, though, is that it seems to fly in the face of what has been said in another case. So this is a case, Massachusetts versus the EPA. Now, Massachusetts was suing the EPA because it said it wasn't doing enough. It wasn't regulating the states enough because carbon dioxide was too rampant in the states. Now, as we all know, carbon dioxide is a natural gas. It's part of our part of our ecosystem right we we ourselves produce carbon dioxide and they try to argue saying well that's a pollutant and so therefore under the clean air act we should be able to sue the EPA and by proxy the EPA by our suing of them should be able to institute more rigor- more rigorous leg- uh more rigorous policies and regulations now what's interesting is that apparently the DC circuit court which is a very powerful court in the appeals process, totally throughout this case, they said, y'all have no standing. You can't sue the EPA and then ask the EPA in your litigation to be more restrictive and put more regulations on other states because you claim those other states happen to be violating your clean air. And so they didn't find standing. But the Supreme Court, the one who just yesterday said Texas has no standing, guess what they said? Oh boy. Massachusetts has standing in this case. Because it's about the environment. So a body that's supposed to be apolitical has clearly clearly been political in the past. Can't get involved with clear violations of election law, clear violations of the Constitution, because, oh no, there's no standing here. Oh, but if you go back to history, Massachusetts versus East Asia, oh, they have standing. And I love the language that's being used here. So this is from the actual ruling from the Supreme Court that was in favor. It was a 5-4 to four decision in favor of Massachusetts. So as you can see here, only one of the petitioners needs to have standing to permit us to consider the petition for review. Interesting, only one of the petitioners. So no one in the state of Texas? Had the standing to do so. By the way, they must have failed to recognize that there were a lot of people that signed on to try and be a part of the process, to be a part of the case, which included people actually from Pennsylvania. I guess they have no standing, according to the eyes of the Supreme Court. Only one of the petitioners needs to have standing to permit us to consider this petition for review. We stress here, as Judge Tattle below, the special position and interest of Massachusetts. It is of considerable relevance that the party seeking review here is a sovereign state and not, as it was in Lujan, a private individual. Ah, a sovereign state, you say. Isn't Texas a sovereign state? Well, before the creation of the modern administrative state, we recognize that states are not normal litigants for the purposes of invoking federal jurisdiction. As Justice Holmes explained in Georgia v. Tennessee, a case in which Georgia sought to protect its citizens from air pollution originating outside its borders, quote, The case has been argued largely as if it were one between two private parties, but it is not. The very elements that would be relied upon in a suit between fellow citizens as a ground for equitable relief and wanting here. The state owns very little of the territory allegedly to be affected, alleged to be affected, and the damage to its capable of estimate in money, possibly at least, is small. This is a suit by a state for an injury to it in its capacity of quasi-sovereign, In that capacity, the state has an interest independent of and behind the titles of its citizens in all the earth and air within its domain. It has the last word as to whether its mountains shall be stripped of their forest and its inhabitants shall breathe pure air. So they use that to try and justify saying, oh, Massachusetts, they have standing. Because as it says in this case, which, by the way, was against a a company. right? This was against the Tennessee Copper Company. Which was cre- creating pollution that was going into Georgia. That therefore, because of this case, because of having quasi sovereign status of the air, right? Because it doesn't have full sovereignty over the air, right? The air is shared among different states and different peoples. But because of that, oh, they have standing to be able to sue this company. As a state, they can therefore sue this company. Again, that was from 1907. But Texas, oh, they don't have standing. They don't have standing as a sovereign state even though elections that were mishandled, laws that were broken in other states have a direct impact on not just Texas but on the entire nation. But I just wanted to bring this one up. I was listening to the great Mark Levin earlier and he brought up this case and I was like, I gotta dive into this. I gotta dive into this document to see what they actually used to justify the standing in this case. Oh, but you can't have standing in the Texas case. Isn't that just convenient? It's like, hey, We'll be political only when it's convenient to us. But when it's not, we'll say, we're not a political entity. We're not a political body. What's also funny about that case specifically is that in that case, at the very beginning, it talks about it talks all about climate change. And it's like, interesting. I didn't realize that the court was delving into the realm of science. But apparently it does. But not election law, of all things. Quite convenient. I would say. So anyway, that's the OMB Report segment. So if you have any interest in supporting my second channel and you like that kind of content, please consider subscribing to the second channel, the OMB Report. We are growing very rapidly over there. I'm very happy to see that. But obviously, we could grow more. So please join us if you want. Philly Hobbit says, Freaky was great. Glad to hear that. Philly Hobbit." I know that there are elements of wokeness in there. However, it looked like it might be trying to make fun of wokeness. How does that play a role, Field of the Hobbit? Let me know in your review. All right, let me jump now over back to the YouTube chat, the regular YouTube chat. We got Hamilton Burger in the chat. Hail to you. At 7 p.m., he said that. Kermit Frog, what is going on? Tina says, well, I'm already having issues. You've already vanished on me twice. Well, that's not very good. That's not very good at all. Kermit says, "Is it still Odin question?" "Yes it is, Kermit Frog." "Kermit Frog, have you been someone else in the past?" "I don't recognize that name and you also just subscribe to the channel." General Wingster at 702 says, "Odin, what we need is to do what we need to do is band together with Texas and other states and form a sort of confederacy of states in America that still hold American values at heart." "I would be very careful, General Wingster." "Be very careful with that. You just said the C word." <laughs> I would not call it a confederacy of states. Definitely would not call it that. No, no, no. Definitely would not. And actually, in all honesty, I I would not call it that at all because there are clear historical uh, references that it would not be a good look. And also, I just would not be good in general to call it that. However, I am not on board with the secession track. I'm just going to say that flat out. And it's not because I don't think that, for instance, the state of Texas... Based on what I know and Stephanie you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I believe the state of Texas in the understanding as it was entering into the Union of the United States that it would hold on to the right to be able to break away if it so chose later on. I think that is still a part of it. Now obviously I don't think Texas is going to. I think there are enough people in Texas and there in their state legislature that would be voting against that. Though you do have I think there was the head of the GOP in Texas Basically, it indicated saying, maybe we should break off. Maybe we should break off and sort of, you know, have a collection of states that actually respect the Constitution. But, as other people have pointed out, that would be, obviously, an act of secession. And that would be a violation of the laws. However, if the violation of the laws can't actually get you into the Supreme Court, then why the hell do we have these laws in the first place? Why in the hell do we follow these laws in the first place? In all honesty, an honest question. If the Supreme Court is not even going to hear this case, what is the point? This is one where they have original jurisdiction. This is not a case where they can just say, oh, yeah, go to the lower courts, go through the normal path. There is no normal path. And you came up with some crap excuse to justify Massachusetts being able to sue the EPA over other states' carbon dioxide, by the way. Not pollution, carbon dioxide production. But, oh, no, not for Texas. Interesting. But I would not use that word, General Wingster. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> uh, Wayne Nelson, what's going on? Hardwick, what's going on? Good, sir. Glad to see you here. Um, Let us see. Unfortunately, JKDBuck76, not much can be done about the transfer of cookies. Uh and yeah, we've got uh the new number two has entered in, Mark Leseth has entered in, Mike Jackson has entered in, Hardwick has entered in, General Wingster. So again, there is an active giveaway uh going on right now. So two Blu-rays will be given away, and again, first person that wins will get whatever one they want, and then the other will get the other. So if you say, oh, I don't want that one, kind of too bad. Don't enter in if you don't want to. But anyway, last Starfighter on Blu-ray, Parasite on Blu-ray. Again, those will be given away at the end of the stream. And uh, look to the Valkyrie. They'll be able to help you uh, enter into the contest. And, again, that is a YouTube exclusive. Sorry to the DLive fam. Nathan Slay, welcome back. Witchfinder General, welcome back. is 76 how's it going? It says, if I win the second movie, can I gift it to Tina? Better not. Uh, better not. We don't want a mad Tina. She's scary. Uh, you absolutely can gift it to her, I would say. I would argue you can. <laughs> Laura waiting for an adronic what's going on Laura says what do people mean when they say a show is epicosodic I don't know what epicosodic means <laughs> who says it's epicosodic I guess it means that it's epic and it happens to also be episodic as well <laughs> I'm assuming that's what you meant I don't know if you meant to say episodic just means that there are a series of episodes uh, let's see, 13th Warriors, a member says, Coercion does not equal charity, damn right. Absolutely doesn't. Nathan Slay at 7.05 says, Good evening, my good man. Kathleen Kennedy Ryan Johnson disliked the stream. Of course they did. That is kind of their nature to do so. It's kind of what they do. As Laura waves to the chat, Hail to you. Alrighty. Let us see here. <laughs> Some people are like, No! No political talk. It's okay. It's okay. We will survive. We will survive. Seventy B just threatened if I spoke ill of Texas. Oh, I speak very highly of Texas. Texas at least tried to do something. Unlike the Supreme Court and others. Uh, Borg Porg, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat as well. Glad to see you here. As the chat's about to jump on me, like it always does. So let me go ahead and just scroll back up real quick. Um, let's see. boom <laughs> All right. I found where we left off. I think. Yes. Helena Burger Tag says, Did I miss a show last night? Just Friday Night Tights. So I'm on Friday Night Tights over on Nerdrotics channel. And that is what we do over there. Nathan Slay says, Just wondering, were you scared of the ending of the movie Enemy when you saw it? Yeah, it was pretty terrifying. It was pretty terrifying. And I'm not going to say what it is. Uh, and Stephanie B, you're wrong. No, he's not. He's a fence-sitter, but he's not a shill. <laughs> There's a difference. Uh, Hardwick Tagus says, The Loki trailer features a scene adapted from the 2016 comic storyline, Vote Loki, which was a woke orange man bad metaphor in which Loki ran for president on a pro-lying platform. Uh, just adds to me not really having much interest in the show, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Nathan Slay says, Zack Snyder is so great that he's worthy of having an Oscar. I disagree, Nathan Slay. I am not a fan of Zack Snyder. Uh, if you're a fan of Zack Snyder, go right ahead. Happy, happy to see you uh, support that director, anyone in this chat. I, I do not. I, I feel bad for him on a personal level for all the stuff he's had to go through. I don't think he's that talented, though. I don't like his movies. I do not like his movies at all. Thirteenth Warrior, who's a member, says Alito and Thomas were right. The suit was definitely one which fell into the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court. Exactly. Absolutely it did. No one else could have heard that case, and to say they didn't have standing when Massachusetts had standing against the EPA, and also, therefore, to force the EPA to be stricter on other states because of quasi... Dear Lord, give me a break. Give me a break. Carbon dioxide, too damn high. Yep, that's what they argued. Lord Toth, good to see you tonight as well. He's a member. Megazord Jeremy, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat. Robert Frey, how is it going? Glad to see you here as well. Uh, Rosie G12, what's going on, Rosie G12? How's it going, girl? She says, hi, chat. How's it going, Rosie? Uh, And by the way, I have now gotten another 30 minutes into The Fisher King. Kind of like taking it, you know, piece by piece. And I'm enjoying it. I got to a scene where Robin Williams is dancing around butt naked. Hilarious. Amazing performance so far from Ron Williams in this movie. And also, one of my favorite scenes ever. Uh, there is a singing telegram. <laughs> it's a guy in a dress singing. As uh, was it Ma- as Mama Rose? Oh, and it is just, wow! It's gourd. Actually, he's got a really great falsetto. He's got a great falsetto singing voice. Uh, Rosie G twelve. <laughs> so I am still very much enjoying it. Very still much. Very still much. Still much. Very much enjoying it. Words. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Bryant Barth, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat. Uh, let us see here. Let us see. Who has tagged me? Kermit Frog says, What is the media going to talk about if Trump leaves office nothing about Biden or nothing bad and will quickly die? What do you think? Oh, no, no. I mean, it, it's going to... Here's the thing. Um, as I've mentioned in, in the OMB report you know, on that channel... I think that there's a 99% chance at this point that Biden gets sworn in. I mean, that's just the reality. There are still cases uh, that still need to go towards the Supreme Court. There are There's an active case. that Actually, I watched some of the case today in Wisconsin, which could go either way. Uh, so it's the Supreme Court of Wisconsin basically ruling on whether or not uh, you might have some votes thrown out there because the laws were broken in that state. And the argument from the other side is, yeah, but then you would be disenfranchising over 200,000 people. And I'm thinking to myself, the law was broken. So you're saying that we should just justify breaking the law because people happen to vote in an unjust fashion? I mean, obviously, I think that the remedy is not just throw them out. I think that there needs to be a way to, you know, whether it's having a special election, whether it is, uh, you know, throwing out specific votes. You know, I definitely understand that point to it, but it's a weird thing to see people justifying breaking the law. However, because I think that's very likely, I think what's going to happen is Biden's going to be in office for maybe a year, max two, just so that he can say, I was president. And then he will either choose to step down because he will admit that he is indeed going through mental decline, as we all know he is. And then who becomes president? Kamala Harris. That is what I honestly think is going to happen um, in the next year or two. The opposite side, or rather the alternative to that, would be that we all know Nancy Pelosi was already doing some digging on the 25th Amendment, basically of removing a president because of cognitive decline, of not being, uh, f- you know, functionally all there, and it's not being used against Trump, and it was not. She even said, I'm not planning it to use it on this president. Oh, okay. Basically setting the stage saying that if Biden does not step down on his own, he will be removed. And who com- who becomes president? Kamala Harris. Which is, I'm sure, what everyone wants. By the way, not even the Democrats wanted that. Go go look back to the primary and see how well she did. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Uh, Thursday, the Warriors, a member, says, The Texas case was tied to the Constitution, specifically the Electors Clause, Article 2, Article 2, Section 1. This puts it squarely into the SCOTUS original jurisdiction. Absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. And that's why I said in, in the video that I've made in response to that case, saying there are still options forward, right? There's still other court cases, but... Here's the other thing, because of the electors clause, any of the state legislatures, if they have the cojones, can say, all right, we're going to elect our own electors. We're going to choose our own electors and we're going to send them on Monday. And there's nothing you can do about it because the electors clause gives us that right to do so. Um, But I don't think they're going to do it. So it'll be interesting to see. I honestly think what's going to happen is on Monday when the Electoral College votes in the United States, I think you're going to see more than usual not maybe overwhelmingly, but more than usual, of faithless electors. The thing about faithless electors, though, those are people who are sent, let's say, you know, Pennsylvania sends 20 electors, that's 20 people, and their electors are bound to vote for Biden at this point. And so let's say that five of them say, nope, we're not doing that because there's some questions and some legality issues, and so we're going to either abstain from voting or we're going to vote for, for Trump or vote for someone else. Well, certain state laws make that illegal, so basically if they did that, their votes would still count towards Biden anyway, and they could actually even be fined potentially as well. Um, Every state has different laws on that specifically, but I think you will see a lot of faithless electors on Monday, and that's going to make it even more interesting, to be perfectly honest, because again, the only date in the Constitution that's stipulated is January 20th, which is the day of inauguration. Uh, The only other day that we can really look to is January 6th is when Congress confirms it. But Congress has the right to question the electoral vote. And I guarantee you, you you had 126 members of the House of Representatives sign on to support the Texas case. So Lord knows you're going to have at least, I would say at least 30, maybe more, maybe less, that will raise up objections in the House when they're counting those votes. Which means they'll have to at least debate for two hours. It'll be interesting to see what happens though. And if any other cases get brought before the Supreme Court. Though at this point, I don't trust the Supreme Court. And why should we? Why should any of us? Hamilton at 714. The inherent problem with the lawsuits is that the Supreme Court doesn't want to decide the election, but there are no clear remedies that don't completely invalidate all the votes. Well, there are. What you do is you follow the Constitution. You say, all right, there are clear violations of the election law. Therefore, we are mandating that the states bring this to their House delegations, their House legislatures, Right, they're, they're, they're local representatives who then get to decide, one, who the electors are, or two, what to go what to do going forward, how to handle the situation. Because then you're dealing with the states, and you're dealing with the power that has the right to do this, actually making the decision. And at that point, people are saying, oh, they're trying to overturn things. Well, just because they're giving it back to the state legislators doesn't mean they're going to vote one way or the other. Because even if you have a majority of one party over the other... Doesn't mean that they're going to vote a certain way. We've already seen that. Technically speaking, there is a majority, there's a Republican majority on the Supreme Court. It's a 6 3 majority, but it's not. It's clearly not. You only had two court justices that said that this case had standing, even though anyone with a brain reading the case said, no, they have standing, especially in lieu of that Massachusetts case. Quasi jurisdiction? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder. It's ridiculous. Hardwick, is a member, says, Have you researched Executive Order 13848 regarding foreign election interference? It might come into play on December 18th, possibly in a big way. I've, I've heard about this a little bit, um, so there's that executive order basically stating that if there is a sign of foreign election interference that the president can essentially um, order that the election was fraudulent and, and therefore reject. I don't think that's going to happen, to be perfectly honest, because if we thought things were bad before, that would make it even worse. Also, I'm pretty sure, constitutionally, he does not have the right to do that. Uh, You cannot just mandate by executive fiat anything that you want. I would say one thing that is more likely is a declaration of martial law. But even then, I still don't think that's going to happen. But that's, I think, out of the two between executive order and martial law, martial law is more likely, but both are very, very, like, less than 1% chance of that happening. Uh, Bryant Barth Tagna says, Have you heard of Ken Russell? If so, what do you think of him? No, I know Kurt Russell. Uh, Rannick Eisenkral, welcome to the chat. Glad to see you here. Nathan Slade Taggart says, Do you think all straight-to-DVD movie sequels are garbage? I mean, they skip theaters for a reason. Most of the time, yes. And here's the thing. There was a time when, if you were a straight-to-DVD movie, it was a clear indication that, yeah, you skipped theaters, which means you did not think the film was going to make any money. Which, then I asked the question, Why would you waste your money on it? If you didn't think it was going to make any money. However, nowadays you'll see a lot of films go straight to DVD or Blu-ray. And obviously in the state of pandemic that we're in, it's not as as clear of an indication as it was in the past. Is what I would say. 70B says, Texas is now closed. 13th Warrior says, secede to form a confederacy. Not a good look. Exactly, 13th Warrior. It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. <laughs> it's not it's not a good look by any means. Now, if you want to form a new state like New California or New Nevada, which yes, apparently there are people that are trying to do that. Hey, try what you can. It's not going to happen, unfortunately, but if it did, sign me up. <laughs> I'm all for I'm all for uh breaking things up a little bit, especially when it, when it comes to states and I know that Stephanie's not going to like this. When it comes to gigantic states like California and Texas, maybe Florida, but mostly Texas and, and uh, mostly Texas and California, since they are the largest by not only you know some of the largest states, not only by mass, not only by actual land, but also people, I think that a lot of these states should probably be broken up. should probably be brought into being smaller states. Uh, Because then they don't become these major electoral powers. But then also, too, then you can have it be where, hey, people that are blue are going to be happy in this section over here. People that are red will be happy more so in this section over here. But that's just my own thought. Because when you look to California, California is mostly red. It's just the major urban centers that are dictating to the rest of the state. Rosie G 12 says, red states matter. Uh, Red state makers, blue state takers. Yeah, Um, you can see that especially when you talk about uh, food being made. Mutant Banhammer, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat. All right, let's see here. Rosie G12 says there is a higher law. Amen to that. Amen to that. That's why no matter what happens, no matter who's president next year, luckily there is a higher law. Luckily, victory has already been won for us, and all of this stuff is but straw. Now, it still matters, right? It still has an impact on our lives, but at the end of the day, it does not matter as as much as we might think it does. Because the only thing that truly matters is God's Law. Kermit the Frog says, No, I was Phantom Menice. Ah, Phantom Menice. Well, welcome, Kermit Frog. Alrighty here. Let us see. Who else is in the chat? Who else is here? Matthew Highland. Hello. Pat S who's a member says, Hey, sorry I'm late. No problem at all, good sir. Glad to see you in the chat. Tina B then says, Anyone who gives me parasite, and you will die a painfully slow death. Just saying. Oh, well, now it makes me want to send you a copy even more so. Thursday the Warrior says, Hey, Heimdall, I'm no longer a plebeian. Ah, oh, yes, good sir. Welcome, congratulations. Rob D. Uh, tagged at 720 and says, Odin, what did you get Baby Thor for Christmas? I can't say. It's a surprise for Baby Thor. It's also a surprise for Freya as well. So I'll I'll, I'll show it once, once Christmas has passed by, though. Uh, Megazord Jeremy Tag says all Texans need to get together and everyone in that state needs to lasso the country back together. Cowboys tame horses. Why can't cowboys tame America? Ooh, I-, I know, I know. Stephanie definitely liked that point right there. Kermit the Frog says splitting the country is not the answer. At least not the first thing that we try to do if we don't get the president we want. Exactly, exactly right. Um, and obviously, it's it's not just and and Kermit the Frog. I will say there is a valid response to that because it's not simply that. There is a new president that you didn't want. It's that laws were violated and the places and institutions that were meant to safeguard those laws did nothing. They allowed it to happen. And it kind of just exposed the fact that we are living in a country of laws and the law does not apply to everyone. There are people that are beyond the laws, apparently. And I think that that's the reason why you're seeing more so than ever people talking about this, right? It's not simply a, oh, we lost. Because it's one thing if you didn't have these irregularities. If you didn't have these changes to the law prior to the election unconstitutionally, then at that point, yeah, it would be a numbers game, and you would just simply say, "All right, is what it is. We'll we'll try harder next time." But basically, the the mindset is this: if you can have all of this stuff happen, all this crap happen, and you have a candidate in Joe Biden who did essentially no campaigning, right? Spent most of the time in his basement. Even his his uh, running mate did barely any campaigning. No one went to these events. There was no enthusiasm at all behind them. If they can somehow get 80 million votes, get the largest portion of votes in in the history of our country, no no one can ever win again against that. If that kind of machine is allowed to happen because of these laws being violated, no one can win against it. Because at that point, the game itself, the system itself, is rigged and it's being protected By the people that are meant to safeguard us against that. So I will say that I understand more so why people are more interested in splitting up. However, I'm not supportive of that because I think there's a lot of legal problems with that. And also a lot of just practical problems with that as well. Which is why I'm not on board that train. Personally. But that's me. Matthew Hyland tagged me and says, Hey, what's up? What's going on, Matthew Hyland? Glad to see you here. All right, Chat has jumped on me like it always does. Just like it always does um, luckily, no comments have been skipped, always a great thing to see here, let me jump over to D-Live real quick, see what's going on over there, Philly DeHava says, Freaky on the woke meter was a 5 out of 10, if you liked Happy Death Day, then you'll love Freaky, ah, okay, gotcha, I, I didn't see Happy Death Day, I didn't have any interest in seeing it, to be perfectly honest, just, it's not, 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 not really my kind of film, didn't look very good to me, um, so it's a 5 out of 10 on the woke scale, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to see that then haber uh, then says, thoughts on a television commercial in England terrifies children by showing Santa Claus wheeled into a hospital on the verge of death of COVID. What? Really? It's one thing if you're going to talk about people that have actually had it, if you're going to show like images of the hospitals, because there are hospitals. There are hospitals. I know this as a fact. There are hospitals that are at capacity. There are hospitals that have um that that do not have the capacity to to take care of all the patients that they have hospitalizations are going up in certain hospitals not everywhere though right and i I think that is again when you talk about two extremes usually both extremes are going to be wrong right there's some people that say oh we're all dying not true but then there's another side saying no one's dying it's like that's not true either everything's fine that's not true either right so we got to find that middle ground there because there are hospitals that are at capacity there are hospitals that are dealing with things that they can't quite handle. And unfortunately, because this issue has become so politicized, and that's thanks to both sides of this issue, it, it's leaving the places that are actually suffering. It's leaving the places that are actually going through these terrible things kind of left up, you know, up creek without a paddle, essentially. But that is awful. Awful. Uh, that's that's just ridiculous, though, that they're going to use Santa Claus to try and terrify people. That's that is what I hate. I hate when people use real issues. It's just like with you know with uh, cl- climate change, right? We know that there are issues going on, right? The climate has been changing for a long time. We know that humans are having some impact on that. We don't really know to what extent, right? Science is still not really settled on that about what we're going to do, what's going to happen, how long it's going to take. Right? Because back in the 70s, they said, up oh, by now, we would be frozen. That didn't happen, right? The science... Because science itself, right, is cyclical, right? Sick, cyclical, cyclical, right? If you actually look to the scientific method, you get to a point, and unless you are declaring a theory, you have to keep going. And even if you do declare a theory, guess what? You still keep going, right? The Big Bang Theory, it's a good theory. It is, uh, it's is—it's backed by having having a hypothesis that has been proven correct after scrutiny. But even then... It still has more things to answer. There's still more questions left to it, right? It's not a law, and the same thing is true in this case here. And so, people that keep saying the science is settled—that is the opposite of science. Science is never settled. Science is constantly digging deeper and deeper and deeper into these things, unless they're discovering a new law, which has been a long time since that's that's happened. I mean, come on, let 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 let's let's just not go down the fear-mongering. I hate. When people fear monger. Especially over real issues. Because it is a real issue. And there are things that we can do. But it's got to be by changing the culture. It's got to be by us choosing to do so. It's got to be by us being given just the facts. Without the spin. Which is something the media has not done in this country. For a long time. But we need it. We desperately need a media that's just going to give us the facts. Without the damn spin. But anyway. Thank you very much for letting me know about that. All right, seventy B at seven twenty two tagged me and says, "What I said about Texas was meant for the whole chat." You, de boss, here, so you can say whatever. Well, seventy B, you ha- again, you are the general. All right, she's the general of my Valkyries. You can say whatever you want. I have no control over the Valkyries or their opinions. So it's it's as long as you're being respectful of each other, you can hold whatever position you want. Let's see, Pat S, who's a member, says, "If anyone wants to apply for early citizenship in the USGA." a.k.a. the United Gulf States of America, shoot me an email. Good news, if you currently live in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, or Florida, you're already in. Well, damn. Tennessee's not in? That's upsetting. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tina Tagus says, uh, Was doing what I told in the chat to do, bring up that Nolan and Villanubi, are hacks, and Snyder is brilliant. Anything to stop you talking politics, I know that'll do it. Uh, for a time, but then obviously other people will bring things up, and, and they should. They should bring things up. It's important. These are important issues that we're discussing. 70B says, Oh, hi, it's Meets and Pool. I wear my beanie and remain noncommittal about everything. That just means he's a fence sitter. That doesn't mean that he's a shill. A shill would mean that he would be like, "Oh, YouTube's amazing. YouTube's so good, even though it keeps screwing me over." That's a shill. He he's just a he's a fence sitter, and he admits that. He straight up admits that fact. <laughs> Rosie G twelve says, "Hey, Odin, such great performances in that movie and great great story. Glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, thank you for recommending it again, Rosie. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. It really has been. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, it's it's been great, and I can't wait to finish it." Uh, pat s says what about brazil I've actually i've I have it and I started it one day and never got back to it uh, I got a shout out Bruce he sent me a copy of it and so I haven't seen it yet but I will uh Laura waiting for Nerdronic says I'm opening a school for chatters who don't spell so good. The word I was the word I was asking about was episodic. Okay. So I I couldn't tell if you were trying to say epic sodic like someone had meant I like if that was a joke I wasn't getting like someone else had said that word and I was like I don't know what that means. I think looking at it as epic and sodic that would be a mixture of the two. So basically if something is is episodic I'm trying to think of of the use because there's different use cases for that. So So for something to be episodic, it just means to have episodes, right? So any show technically is episodic. But I want to say the way in which that phrase is often used is in shows where the episodes themselves um, connect with each other. So you have some shows where every episode's different, there's no clear continuity. Forget what that's called. And I believe episodic, and again, I could be wrong on this point, but I believe episodic is when a show has an actual continuity where each episode leads into each episode and there isn't any guessing of, oh, that was a weird jump in time and everything. Hopefully that makes some sense. Uh, Dion, what's going on? Good sir. Titan says, hail to you. My thoughts on the Supreme Court ruling over on your Discord. Cheers to you. Well, thank you, Dion. I appreciate that. I'll have to check that out later. Rosie G twelve at seven twenty six says, "Wisconsin is all red except for Madison and Milwaukee. Hope their Supreme Court gets it right." Yeah, and that's the thing is that it, it's 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 a split court. There's it's three and three, so three liberal, three conservative. And I always hate you. I always use, hate using those words when talking about uh, justices. However, at this point, it seems to be fair. Um, and it's sad that we've gotten to that point. And there's one that is considered to be a swing, and so it, it could go either way in the Wisconsin case. However, Last week, the court did go 5-4 against one of the uh, Trump campaign's litigations. However, it was based off of the understanding that they needed to take it to the lower court first. So this one, it could potentially be different. I don't know. Again, here's the thing. Just because a court rules in your favor does not mean they're going to grant you everything that you desire. Right? It's not going to grant you all the relief that you want, even if they think you're right. Hardwick, who's a member, says the first female version of Zorro was a 1944 serial called Zorro's Black Whip starring Linda Sterling. It was actually very good, but that was before the scourge of wokeness. Yeah, you can't really do that anymore. Someone, I think maybe, it was maybe even you, Hardwick, or someone, I want to say last chat, had mentioned that the, because uh, I had mentioned the movies that I had been getting in for uh, for Black Friday. And I mentioned that I got the film His Girl Friday, which has another film attached to it. It's a Criterion Collection, and it has the front page. And apparently the front page is the earlier version of the film. And the the character that's played later on by a female was originally played by a man. However, the person that did the story for His Girl Friday said, hey, the story actually makes a lot more sense if this character is a woman. And guess what? It actually worked. It worked very well. It's a hilarious film. Great film. Great film. If you've never seen His Girl Friday, I highly recommend it. And I want to say that the Criterion sale might still be going on. So I think you can get it for like 20 bucks now. And you get two movies, which is good. Um, But yeah, it's sad though because it was done for story and it made sense. You don't really see that being done nowadays and it's really sad. See, Nathan tagged and says, What movie has an ending that scared the crap out of you? Um, Enemy. I think Enemy was scary. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Stephanie B says, you said cojones. I did say cojones, Stephanie B. Glad you caught that. Megazord Jeremy Tanner says, is it just me or are politics in the USA right now, like the politics of Game of Thrones with the amount of sneakiness, betrayal, and craziness? Yep. Unfortunately, that's what politics normally is. And it disgusts me. Because I, I, I long for the days in which we could just come together and have good, open discussions about policy. Like, imagine if our elections were about policy That'd be amazing, because then we could literally vote on the merits and say, I'm voting for this person because they have this view of policy. I'm voting for this person because they have X view of policy. Instead, it, it becomes a politician game. It becomes rather a um, a celebrity game, right? It becomes about, oh, I don't really like that person's personality. It's like, oh, OK, that definitely can be a way. I mean, you can choose however to vote you want. I mean, you, we have free freedom in this country, right? At least I thought we did. But at the same time, you absolutely should look at someone's policy. That should be the primary thing. And unfortunately, we've kind of lost that. Uh, Matthew Highland says, "Do you think Michelle Obama will ever run for president? I don't. I really don't. Um, I, I mean, at this point, Trump has kind of set the stage where anyone—you do not—he ha- proved that you do not have to have been a senator, a uh, governor, or anything other." Anything else, a, a General, you do not have to have had any other role in politics ever to be able to run for president and win. And so he's basically opened the gate for people like Michelle Obama or Kanye West or The Rock, right? These are people that we've heard whose name's been thrown around. Kanye actually kind of ran. He didn't really run a full campaign this season. Um, but, I mean, sh- could she run? Yes, I don't think she would, though. She's, she's enjoying those millions of dollars that she's getting from all the book deals. And now she's got a podcast. And now she's a producer on Netflix. All money that she really doesn't deserve. Because I don't think that the Obamas have any talent at all. Except they made great deals while they were in office. Which, again, is why I hate politics. Because it's all about who we know. Tina B says, No one needs to go back to film school. Context, get off politics, my friend. Again, if I could choose to move off of it, I will. But the people will speak. Kermit the Frog says Kamala Harris will probably put Hillary or Nancy Pelosi or, God forbid, AOC. They will change rules to make them vice president. We all know that. I don't think so, Kermit the Frog. Um, And the reason why is because they can get away with a lot of things. Uh, There's some things that they can't get away with. Um, I I don't think that would happen, to be honest. I think Kamala Harris, I think, to be honest, (laughs) this is what I think honestly could happen. Kamala Harris will choose Stacey Abrams as her vice president. If you don't know who that is, she's the person that lost her governor's race in Georgia and ended up somehow being able to make a deal with the uh, Secretary of State in Georgia to change their election laws. This is, again, one of the lawsuits because it was illegally done. It was not done through the proper channels, which basically allowed for the restrictions using signature, signature verification to be lessened, so therefore to make the election less secure. That's a Republican Secretary of State and Stacey Abrams, a failed candidate. She will absolutely, she'll fail, fail her way to the top. Hey, this lady says, context, Odin, context of what? what context there's warrior at 729 trump is never going to win in court or otherwise populists are usually despised by the opposition and the establishment of their own parties just look at howie long and adam adam clayton powell again i think there's a very there there is not a good chance but again anything's possible i've seen stranger things happen Mark Leseth says uh he and says no no one is a hack and snyder is the greatest actor director ever y'all are funny Tina B says, the chat is following my commands. Maybe I should start a channel. Well, again, if they get to the point where they start to do that, then I will absolutely uh, fall in line. Uh, Rosie G, who's a member, says, you can't count Roberts as conservative at all. He gave us Obamacare, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett I still have hope for. Just uh, They just showed no judicial courage on the Texas case, and that's why I don't trust them. I-, I have no reason to trust them. The only two that have shown any sense of being trustworthy as far as rule of law are going to have to be Alito and Thomas. Which we already knew about, but we assumed that Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett would would follow that same trend, but they're not, sadly. Uh, and I, I don't count Roberts. I, that's why, as I said in air quotes, right? He he's definitely a swing. He he's the new Kennedy of the court. <laughs> I was like, no. I saw Stephanie B. Republic of Texas Viva, she said. <laughs> Pat S is a member says, I love how people say if this happens or that happens, we will have civil war. Bad news. We are in civil war. Time to be peaceful. Split uh, split the sheets. Yeah, here's the thing, Pat S, right? We, we've we been in a nonviolent civil war for a long time. I do think that that's a fact. Megazord Jeremy Tagging says, Can you Americans form a new state called Gotham and create a Batman-based culture uh, where, there, where everyone there dresses up as Batman? I'd do that if I was an American. Ha <laughs> ha! Sounds like a fun place to live, Matthew Highland, Jefferson State, the per, uh, the proposed divide of California. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, Kiko Rogers says, "New minivan, do it, minivan. Why would I want? To, why would I want to have a minivan?" Rosie G says, "I live in a blue state and twenty minutes from a red state. If I ever go back to my office and stop working from home due to the pandemic, my commute would be the same. Hubby and I considering a move. I don't blame you at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where there are policies that are chosen in these states." And the only reason why the states are the way they are because of the major cities. And if you happen to live in the areas that are not the major cities, where the culture is very different, those same laws make no sense to you. They make very little sense. Which is why we we have a constitutional republic. And it's sad that we're becoming more of a democracy. It really is sad that we're becoming more of a democracy. And people are gonna say, "What do you mean? What do you mean it's a bad thing? Well, because that that we're not we're not a pure democracy." Nathan Slay says, "Unpopular opinion. I don't like Blade Runner and it almost put me to sleep." Hey man, I respect it. I respect your decision. I, I personally love it, but hey, that that's you, boo. You do you, boo. Hardwick says Executive Order One Three Eight Four Eight does not allow presidents to throw out the election and create a new one. That's a misunderstanding that some people are spreading. Well, here's the thing: that's essentially though what would happen? Because again, if he's claiming in, in if he's claiming foreign influence on the election, then what would the result be? Because if the result is still him in power, guess what? That means that the election is thrown out. By its very definition, good sir. <sighs> all right. The chat has jumped at me like it always does. Um, all right, let us see here. Where are we? Where are we in the chat? Where are we? All right, luckily no comments have been skipped. Let me head over to DLive real quick. Captain Dean says, Episodic is when each episode is self-contained, has a beginning, middle, end. The other is serialized when a season is one story. Thank you, D Nice. Okay, Captain Dean Heiss has it right. I was wrong. Thank you for the correction. So yes, episodic is when every episode is self-contained, meaning the stories between each episode does not connect. So this would, I think, be like Black Mirror or Twilight Zone, right? Those would be episodic. Whereas, as if it's serialized, so if it's a serial or if it's a series, it would mean that every episode connects one to the other in some way. Thank you very much, Captain Nice, for that clarification. Stubby says Texas remains as is always and forever the end. <laughs> I figured I figured that might get under your skin a little bit, Seventy B, and, <laughs> and that's why it ain't up to me. It ain't up to me to dictate. Rob D says, "I thought once upon a time in Hollywood was a waste of two hours and forty minutes of my life." I see what you're doing, Robdy I see what you're trying to do. Again, if everyone stops asking the questions about it, then I'll I, I'll move on. Again, I go I go mostly by what y'all give me. I go mostly by what y'all give me. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> Uh, y'all you are the best. I love y'all. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Tina says, I enjoy the movie, but then I've studied the Manson family for years, so I was curious about how it would all go. Yeah, and, and that's why I love the movie, because... I love whenever, it's just like with Inglorious Bastards. I love when he takes history, he turns it on its head, and he gives us a just great story where we're like, I am loving every second of this. I know it's not historical, but when Quentin Tarantino gets his hands on a story, he normally does a great job. Uh, Let's see, Dark Shadow Logan, welcome. Hamilton Berger says, what is your suggestion then for half the country that lost? Uh, the left lost their mind when Trump won, and I don't think we want that same nonsense from the right. The difference is that they lost their mind because they claimed something that actually wasn't true, whereas this is a different situation because there are things that are true. Uh, we we know that there's uh, we know that there were violations of state laws that happened during this election, and again, all we can do, all we really can do, is is basically say, all right. We're not going to vote for the same people anymore. That's the only way it's going to change. Basically, I saw one person put it uh, put it out there, and it makes the most sense to me. Vote against your incumbents every time. It may not give you the best result right away, but over time, if all of the incumbents lose their job and you're filled with a bunch of new people, that's how you change things. Uh, so I would say primary, especially. Primary people that have been in power for a long time out. Completely. Gen X Studios, what is going on? Glad to see you in the chat. Cobra nine nine nine. Good evening, Peter Han. Good evening to you. Glad to see you all in the chat. Rosie G says, listening but away from the keyboard. Be right back. Well, thank you for listening. Still, I appreciate it. Nathan says, people using Santa to push political narrative. Unbelievable. It is believable in today's day and age, and it sucks. It's stupid. Titan, how's it going? Glad to see you here. Uh, Megazord Jeremy Tag says, if the USA separates into smaller countries, will this affect Canada? Always. It will always affect Canada. But then again, Canada doesn't matter. So, boom! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh Canada! Uh, or review says, can we move to the Mando discussion now? Well, here's the thing, right? I can move to the Mando discussion, but then I'm going to go back to the chat, and then the chat is going to have those same questions. Um, so so we'll we'll get there I'll, once I get through this next set of questions. We'll then move to the Mando talk. Um, you can ask questions and mention the Mando anytime you want. 13th Warrior says breaking news Santa institutes a mass mandate with fines of the North Pole fantasy creature following the science Lord Toad who's a member no pineapple in the pizza this week hell to the no hell to the no said to be (laughs) no you're wrong Hybrid says hey brother I want you don't watch Brazil watch the sequel Argentina it's 1000 times better Infear to who's a member hail Odin which do you prefer season 1 or season 2 of The Mandalorian I prefer season I think I prefer season 2 um, so, and in fact, since that question was asked, I'll, 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 move now to a discussion of, of Mandalorian. So, this week we had The Mandalorian, chapter 15, the, uh, the second to last, second to last episode. Sorry, I was like, is that the correct order? Yeah, second to last episode of the entire season. And I will say I loved it. I, I thought it was one of the best episodes so far. A lot of people have been saying, oh, it was a filler episode. Ah, it wasn't that good because of X, Y, or Z. And, oh, at the end, he, he told the enemy that they were coming. Oh, okay, okay. But doesn't change the fact that it was incredibly well-written. It was a cohesive story. The visual effects were fantastic. By the way, uh, most likely we'll have some spoilers in this, and so therefore, if you don't want spoilers, you might want to be out for the next uh, few minutes. I won't do the hand thing today because I think spoilers are kind of important to the, the plot in just general. But anyway, I, I loved it. I, I My favorite part of the episode, though, had to be Bill Burr. Bill Burr stole the show. Bill Burr was not only the heart of the show this this week, but also his backstory was was very compelling. When you find out that he had been, of course, we knew this from the last episode, or rather from the last time he was in an episode in season one, that he had been a member in the Empire we knew that he had left. We didn't know why. And now we found out it's because he had to watch all of his friends in his unit die, essentially. And the back and forth between him and the higher officer when they're in, you know, when they're having their meal and they're sharing a drink with the higher officer was it was phenomenal acting. I mean, Bill Burr's subtle emotions being shown during that scene were incredible. So shout out to him for that incredible performance. I will say people have been very critical of... Um, of Pedro Pascal and I I don't blame you but I did appreciate his performance it was very understated it was very low key but that's what the character has been under the mask and so it was actually very consistent to see him have very little emotion in real life without the mask on because his voice has never had emotion so it was actually consistent for that very reason so people have been saying oh yeah he showed that he's not a good actor he is a good actor I mean I don't like him I, I think he's an ass in public but he is a, a talented actor. Again, go back to Game of Thrones, watch him as the Viper. He gave a great performance in that role. He is a talented actor. And again, he is being told what to do. Remember that actors are given direction, and they are expected to follow that direction. If the director has a vision for a character, the actor has to follow it. Now, there are exceptions. There are times when actors have enough ego, have enough power and influence. Maybe they're a producer. Maybe they're sleeping with the producer. Who knows? That could eventually lead to them being able to control their performance in its entirety. But that's why when I go back to things like even in Star Wars, the prequels, right? And people criticize uh, the performances from young little Jake Lloyd. Or they criticize the performances uh, from Hayden Christensen. Most of the blame is actually on George Lucas. Because he's the one that either one said, This is how I want you to do this role. This is how I want you to present this character which means it came from him directly. Or, even worse, he's the one that sat back, watched the scene happen, and then said, oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, I I like that cut. Uh, That's fine. He's the one that basically saw the little kid saying, Master Skywalker, what do we do? And then said, oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) So... (laughs) So directors actually deserve a lot more blame normally when it comes to performances. But anyway, that is what he was asked to do, and he's doing it well. You may not like that opinion, but it's the truth. Again, if you have a problem with the way the character's being presented, your problem's got to be with John Favreau because that's how he's writing the character. He's the creative head behind that show, and you have to have an issue with the directors. And that's, I think, one of the problems with the show is that you have a new director every single time, And therefore, sometimes the feelings and emotions in the episode, even though the characters are consistent, because Favreau is behind the scenes, right, pulling the strings, right, directors can only do so much with these episodes, they do still have control, right? They do still have the ability to get certain performances, focus on certain things that they want to focus on in these shows. And so, in that case, though, I think Pedro Pascal did a great job. Now, some people have said this episode only existed so that he would have to take off his mask, but you know what? We've been kind of been needing that moment, and I'm glad it wasn't just this random, oh, we're gonna build it up, build it up, build it up, we're gonna we're gonna build up all this tension, then finally we're gonna see his face, because that to me would be like all that so that we could see his face. And instead it was a he he loves Baby Yoda, he loves Grogu so much that he's willing to literally sacrifice everything, including who he is as a person, right? From the very beginning of this series, he's made it clear that his Mandalorian way is the most important thing to him, right? That's what's been made clear in every episode. This is the way, right? This is the way. He's now found a new path. He's now found a new way. Grogu Baby Yoda now means more to him than his Mandalorian principles. That's huge, right? That's a sign of a character shift. That's a sign of, obviously, his love for this child. That's why at the very end when he's talking to Moff Gideon, he says, you, you have no idea... How much this child needs to me, and you're gonna you're gonna find out, basically, right? And I, one, I thought that was badass. And, and someone brought this up on Twitter, uh, basically saying, you know, everyone mocking this scene. Are you a fan of movies like Die Hard when he does the same thing when he he writes it, <laughs> writes it, you know, ho ho ho, I've got a by the way, I've got a machine gun now. Basically, says I'm coming for you. Like, think about how many episodes of shows, how many movies have had the main person doing that. And yet, everyone's like, oh, this is so stupid. It's like, if you're critical of this, then you have to be critical of these other things. And if you are, hey, good job. You're consistent. I didn't mind that one as much. So anyway, loved the performance from Bill uh, Bill Burr. I thought Pedro Pascal's performance was understated and also added to kind of this comedic element of it as well, having them bounce off each other in that way. Um, and again, I, I don't think it's the most compelling performance I've ever seen. But I, again, he's doing everything he's at, being asked to do. So again, if you hate it, Put that on the writers and the director. Mostly put that on Favreau because he's the one that kind of, this was his uh, brainchild idea. And so that was all great. I love the score. I don't think I've mentioned that enough that the score to this series is fantastic. And watch it all the way through the very end because there's a time when the score gets into like all of the strings and horns come in. And it's just like, epic. You're just like, oh, this is fantastic. This is the same dude that did Black Panther? Really? This is great. And uh, it, it really was fantastic. So, yeah, uh, Mandalorian episode, chapter 15 was absolutely fantastic. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, it was definitely one of the best episodes of, of the series so far. And so, in theater, to get back to your main point at 743, yes, I think that season two has been an overall better season. But I still think that some of my favorite episodes are still from season one because to me, I don't think anyone has quite surpassed what Deborah Chow has done. Uh, Deborah Chow's episodes are still some of my all time favorites. All right. Uh, Kermit Frog is M44 says In Australia, they have stopped COVID vaccine because they are getting um, false positives of HIV. Yeah, uh, I heard about this, Kermit the Frog, and that, that's a fact. Go ahead and look it up. And I heard that they were talking about this last night on, on Tim Pool, and they were talking about how they had to stop it because they were getting these false positives. Yeah. And I believe that was the Pfizer vaccine. The same one that I think we're trying to get, or one of the ones that we're trying to get here. Um, So, hopefully that's not the case, because that's not a good thing. (laughs) That's not good at all. Nathan Slay says, why exactly do you dislike David Lynch? No hate, just wondering. Um, I just think he's overrated. And the reason why is because I've seen now two of his movies, and they just weren't good. They were dull, they were boring, and they didn't add anything. Like, honestly, I don't get any of the hype around him. I mean, when it comes to other directors, normally I can say, I can see what they've added to the sphere. I don't see what he's added, to be perfectly honest. I think people look at him and say, ooh, he's artistic. And that's, like, their main defense of him. Well, he's artistic. Come on. Come on. Uh, Hardwick says he sent information about the executive order on Twitter. Or no, uh, private message okay hardwick i'll check that out later thank you for that pat s says in the (laughs) usg in the us in the ugsa there'll be no marks or chips to buy or sell or trade goods you're thinking will i like the united United gulf states of america look at a map that shows where 90 percent of national natural gas is produced yeah uh wait does that mean we get to go back to like trading things because that could be awesome if it means that there's not going to be a Federal Reserve, I'm down. X Studios. Temple is getting a uh, t- uh, Thomason water seal for Christmas. Treat that wood fence he has up his chimney. What? That didn't make any sense to me. Pat says rice. Uh, he's, a, he's a member. Rice, seafood, and cattle, too. Ah, yes, of course. Of course. Uh, Kermit Frog. You have to do Odin Question. Thank you, Kermit Frog. Yes, if you want your comment read or question answered, you have to type Odin question. If you actually look down here, it says clearly, look at that, type Odin question. If you have it, again, put it all together, Odin question, all one word, it highlights orange, and that means I'll get to see it. If you don't want to wait, by the way, it also says I fall 20 minutes behind, which is true. It's 8.08 in real life, it's 7.46 in the chat, so yeah, I'm a little over 20 minutes behind. So if you don't want to wait, there is a way to get around that, but you're going to have to super chat or donate via Streamlabs. And if you want to find out the Streamlabs link, it's in the description of the video. And Super Chat is the typical way. That's the only way that you can surpass those things. And also, of course, if you're a member on the channel, you don't have to tag me. All right. Blake St. Clair, what's going on? Says, Episodic is ha- is Haley. Is- <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, So, yes. That was a question that's been answered right. So, thank you, Blake St. Clair. appreciate that. Usually. That's what you meant. Ah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Gotcha, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thursday the warrior says, Elon Musk. What about Elon Musk? Oh, being president, yeah, maybe. Orange hair reviews is a member. Reagan did that in the eighties. Context proving anyone could win and run. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, however, he did before being president, he was governor of California, and he may have had something before then too. So he he still actually he did go through a process before still. Uh, but yeah, it's very similar. Uh, Pat S says forty nine. He's a member. Remember how in school we were taught. Uh, all taught that Joe McCarthy was a nut and running scared. Yeah, we might have been wrong about that. Yeah. The Red Scare may have not been nearly as much of a Red Scare. Well, actually, that one went, well, yeah, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Rosie G is back. Welcome back. Glad to see you here. Rosie G, that's a love, Blade Runner. Awesome. It is the way. Indeed it is. All right. Chad has jumped on me like it always does uh so let's see let's see odin was wrong yeah i can be wrong i can be wrong all right it's 7 50 so about four minutes of chat may have been skipped i think maybe no never mind no comments have been skipped skipped don't repost anything no comments have been skipped fantastic but yes peter hot i can be wrong and i totally admit that fact all right, let me jump over to uh, D-Live. Captain Dean High says, At least when Mando took off his helmet, it was kind of needed for the story. He didn't take it off just to eat lunch. Exactly, right? It was relevant to the story, and it showed his change, right? It showed his character arc, which is why, actually, I liked it. I thought it was brilliant. Mr. Peabody, what's going on, good sir? Glad to see you here. Thank you for saying nice beard. Uh, WSPFT, thanks for following and thank you for the compliment on the beard. I appreciate that. I double stream to YouTube as well, where there's a lot more people. So that's why I tend to fall behind over there. Uh, thank you, Peabody, for letting him know. This says, the vaccine in Australia is Aus, not Pfizer. Okay, gotcha, Peabody. Thank you. So it's not the Pfizer. Thought, I thought I read somewhere that it was. But thank you for the correction, good sir. All right, jumping back over into YouTube. Let's see. Hardwick says, the Mandalorian episodes Deborah Chow directed weren't written by her. And we're under Favreau's supervision. We haven't seen her in full control yet. Remember the, Mo- the Moffat-Doctor Who situation? Well, as I said, again, he Favreau has had every episode, but there's been bad episodes. There's been bad episodes. The difference is that the directors do have some sense of control over the performances on screen and over the basic direction of their episode. And so, therefore, she could take his writing and make it better than another director could. And she's shown that she can do that. She's shown that she can work within the confines of the script, which means she's proven herself enough to be given an extra bit of control, which is why I'm actually excited to see what she can do with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. All right. Hi, at 754. Tagged and says, If it wasn't for Blade Runner, I wouldn't be here with y'all. That flick made me appreciate flicks. Definitely understand why not a lot of people like it, though. Yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Just like I understand Denis Villeneuve is not everyone's cup of tea, even though I'm a huge fan of his. Tina B says, So, I watched Arrival the other night. It wasn't bad. A very slow burn, but it wasn't bad for my first Villeneuve movie. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a slow burn, and that's why... A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people find it boring. But it I, I think it's worth the journey you go on. And it's definitely not a mainstream movie. Like I would say Enemy is his pure art house flick. Arrival is like this in-between where there's a lot of deep philosophical stuff going on, but it is also still more palatable for most people. The one that I would actually say is the most for general audiences would be actually films like Sicario. Because uh, Sicario is just a badass movie. And that's because um, the writer on that film is just fantastic. And, and and him and Denis Villeneuve together are a great team. Um, and so I would say Sicario, it, I would say that would be a great film to watch, Tina. Because it's badass. It's so freaking good. And then, of course, also I would throw into the mix there, Prisoners. If that's a longer film, also Slow Burn. But it's, it's also more of a mainstream, it's more of, again, it's a narrative story that you don't have to nearly pay as much attention to as you do with Enemy or Arrival. Um, not to say that you wouldn't like that kind of movie, because obviously you do, you like complex stories too. But it's, I think, more palatable for most people. That's what I would recommend watching instead, to be honest. Uh, let's see, David Slay says is there any reason why you would recommend Sicario for people to watch more than Prisoners I, I, just, I think I just gave it, it's shorter it's more palatable, It's it has more action in it, it's more relevant because it deals specifically with uh, drug cartels on the border of the United States, um, and also it does so without being political, which is an amazing thing uh, Blank St. Clair says Black, Siri, Black Mirror is almost more of an anthology series well, what's the difference there? Rosie G12 is a member at 75 says, but when Doctor Who used to be good, the episodes were standalone, but but there was a story arc for the season that was usually wrapped up in the last episode. So I guess that's a hybrid? Yeah, I I don't know. Again, maybe that's where anthology comes into play. Tina B says, love you too. The Snyder Cut will be the greatest movie of all time. Love kidding with you. I appreciate it, Tina. I really do. (laughs) It's always great to be brought back down to earth. Hardwick at 756 says, Is it bad that I always get Sicario and Oliver, Oliver, Oliver Stone Savages mixed up with each other? I haven't seen either of them, but they seem so similar that I keep forgetting which one is which. That is terrible, Hardwick. That is a damn... That's a crime against humanity. I remember seeing the trailer for Savages. It looked terrible. Sicario is nothing. Nothing like Savages at all. So get Savages out of your mind and watch Sicario. Seriously. You will you will enjoy it, and if you don't enjoy it, don't enjoy good films. Rosie G twelve, uh, who's a member, says the right generally acts like adults. The left has tantrums. Who is destroying cities? It's a fair point. I will say that people on both sides can can act like children, though. Uh, Super says, "Hey, oh, what is up, my dude? I'm so late. I was having some dinner with family. Dinner with family is always important. So thank you, Super, for being here. I always appreciate it." Pat is a member. Snyder should get a lifetime Oscar, if not all the Oscars in 2021. No! No, 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 no. Never. Thirsty Warrior 78. I saw a documentary on Tarantino. Supposedly he makes everyone turn in their cell phones on set to develop uh, camaraderie among Cast and Crew. It is also done so that nothing leaks out. That's why a lot of the time his stories don't leak before they actually come out. Uh, So it's 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 a twofold reason there, Thursday the Warrior, but uh what documentary did you watch? Let me know. Rosie G twelve. They should have taken Bill Burr with them. Yeah, seriously. And I'm hoping that in this it was it Rangers of the New Republic, I think is the name of the show. Or something similar. I'm hoping that what they do is it is the Gina Carano show and her co stars Bill Burr. That would be so good. Just 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 with those two. That's all I would need. But yeah, I agree. Rob D tagged at 7:59. Do you think Disney Plus is worth getting for The Mandalorian? At least getting it when a new season starts and canceling it when it ends? I mean, it depends, really. It depends on what you want it for. Um, I mean, it's only, I think, seven. Here's the thing. I think there's still a free trial. So you can get the free trial, I think, for a week. You can binge watch both seasons. So you can wait until uh, next week when the season ends and then binge watch both seasons. And I would say it's worth it for the free trial. And then... If you only pay for one month, it's still like, what, seven bucks maybe? Seven or eight dollars? If you have Verizon, you get it for free. So, yeah, I think that there is definitely a case to be made that it can be worth it for that reason. Um, but, again, yeah, for seven bucks, I would say to get two se- If you can binge watch two seasons in a week or in a month, I would say for seven bucks, yeah, sure. I would much rather own it on, on physical media, but yeah. 70B says, Bill Burr backstory. Hard to say. Not as hard as I would think, but... I see your point. Let's see. Pat S., who's a member, says... Snyder should also get a Tony and at least a Nobel Prize in chemistry. Good lord, man. (laughs) Get out of here. Gen X Studios. They gave Mayfield a backstory in 15 minutes. They couldn't give Ray a backstory in three movies and multiple books. That is a fair point to make. No question about it. Hardwick says... One thing that I found a bit head-scratching about the latest episode of The Mandalorian was why Bill Burr didn't go back to get his helmet when he saw his old commander and didn't want to be seen. Uh, From what I could gather, it's because they were on a time crunch. They were on a time frame that he would have had to go back all the way to the vehicle to get it, which may have looked uh, odd, especially since they had just gotten back from, from their mission. And also, too, because, again... When you deal with these stories, you don't tend to have it be, oh, let me go back now and go get my helmet. You know, and also, of course, because it does serve the story too. So, Nathan Slade, 801. I know of a YouTuber called Filmento who hates Paul Dano because he screams and cries in every movie he is in. Is that true? Does he cry in every movie that he does? Uh, Maybe? A lot of the movies he does. He might. I still love him. I still, I, I, Paul freaking Dano, man. Uh, and here's the thing he screams and cries well. It's called acting. Rosie G, uh, who's a member, says, We call him Brown Eyes. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. It's such a great line. And we call him Brown Eyes. He can't hear you so well. <laughs> I just love it. He's like, Hey. Ah, oh, so good. And then again, the subtle acting of, of Pedro Pascal. We were just like, I guess I have to go with it now. Uh, Rosie then says, Yeah, I don't love different directors because the overall feel isn't consistent. I agree, right? Because even if Favreau is writing most of the stories... Because here's the thing. uh, In this episode, it was the director who wrote it. And obviously, it's going to be under the supervision of the main creator, which would be Favreau here. But he still got to write it. He still got to write the actual script. He got to write the screenplay. So... Yeah, obviously, it does create this level of inconsistency, which is not good, right? So, every episode, for the most part, John Favre writes for, which is why there's general consistency. But you can tell that the show is haphazard, and you can tell that a director does have a role to play by the fact that every episode feels a little bit different. So, for anyone that says directors don't do much, come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Andrew Hoyle at 803... Man, oh, man. says, I'm so late. Sorry, Odin. Well, I'm just glad you're here, Andrew Hoyle. We're, we're, we're ten minutes out from the end of the stream, but thank you for being here, at least. Uh, Eric Sandbrook, what's going on, Eric? He tagged me and says, The issue for me was that a number of dumb decisions brought them to that spot. Helmet removal. It could have been great if they had been intelligent and were out of options. Well... Here's the thing, in order to keep the story moving, in order to keep the plot moving, and also in order for them to keep on the mission, that was the best option they had available. Because keep in mind this too, like some are saying, why didn't he just go grab and get his helmet? We know now from his backstory that that dude had a huge impact on his life. So it's not even that he's just afraid of being recognized, he obviously has a fear of him. And so I think that it was that he wasn't even thinking about going to get his helmet. Because in that instance, he's just doing, the, again, pure emotion, pure adrenaline. He's just like, I I, I I, can't go in there. I can't do this. I can't. And then Pedro Pascal's like, I need to get this information. We need to get this information. We need to get out there. Because if we don't do it now, if we don't hurry the hell up, Grogu could get hurt. Grogu could get hurt. So I think there is absolutely enough story elements there to justify the decisions that they made. Rosie G12 says, I love that end scene where Mando was in Moff's face. So good. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was very consistent with other movies and other stories where it's the same thing that's happened. And I think it's badass. You don't have to think it's badass. I do. Every time. Mm-hmm. Helen Berger says, television shows have a long history of having many different directors over the course of their run. It is where a lot of actors first get to direct, especially on long-running shows. This is very true. Um, this is different, though, I would say, because this is a long form. And long-form episodes, especially in when you only have eight episodes per season and there's only been so many episodes, I I think it it becomes more apparent. When you have long-running serials, right, if you're having a Big Bang Theory, right, where you have like 24 episodes a season or even longer-form shows where there's like 24 episodes a season, it's a lot less noticeable. Um, But I think when it's more contained, it's actually a lot more. Nathan Slay tagged and says, The Avengers equals the Horn Menace. Avengers Age of Ultron equals Attack of the Robots. Avengers IW means Revenge of the Six. It's a lot of combining of things, and I don't quite get it. Bib Fortuna. Yes, but Peter had. I just saw Bib Fortuna, and I was like, I got to talk about that. Bib Fortuna. Yes, I want the Bib Fortuna origin story. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Reminds me, great Star Wars musical called Annie, A&I. It's hilarious. And he he makes a Bib Fortuna joke. Pat S. is a member. Disney should make a Goku-Roku special edition and still not support any HBO. (laughs) They don't have... Disney doesn't own Roku. Disney, not to my knowledge, Disney doesn't own Roku, so they couldn't do that anyway. Also, I don't think they own the rights to Dragon Ball Z, so they, they really couldn't do that. But I see what you mean. Yes, there should be a special edition of the Roku and still not have HBO Max. (laughs) Orange Hat says, As much as I am not a fan of Pedro off-screen, I think he did a good job showing his discomfort without his helmet. Also forgetting he was in different armor and trying to stop an attack was good. Exactly. I thought that it did a very good job. Hybrid to 806. I like the Black Panther theme in Civil War more than I did in the actual movie. Not saying that the actual score was bad, but the one in Civil War was badass. Well, yeah, absolutely. Civil War was just a better movie all around. And so you remember that more. But the entire score for Black Panther is very... I, I don't remember it. Not as memorable. Titan, who tagged, says, Do you think we will get a Bubba Jar Jar spinoff where Bubba Yoda and Bubba Jar Jar battle? Me would be so happy. What? What? That didn't make any sense. Laura says, La, 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 love Dune. La, la, la. Yes. Cara Dune was amazing in the episode. I'm so sorry. You're right. I totally forgot. Cara Dune, also fantastic in the episode. And again, Cara Dune, Bill Burr, both in the episode, or rather both in a new series together, would be fantastic. Thirteenth Warrior eight oh seven Odin. What do you think of Denis Villeneuve's statement in Variety? I think I've mentioned the overall sentiment of directors in Hollywood. I, I know I-, I talked about Nolan in a video, and I think I mentioned Denis Villeneuve as well. And yeah, I, I think that the directors being pissed off at HBO Max have your- every right to be, not just financially, but also I think just practically. Hybrid X thirteen at eight oh seven. Sometimes I forget David Lynch's last name is Lynch, and I sometimes end up saying David Leach. What is it with names? Villanubi Leach. What's next? Yeah, it's a fair point. <laughs> Andrew Hoyle at 808. All I want to see from Star Wars is diverse space dinosaurs. No, you don't, Andrew Hoyle. Get out of here with that High Republic nonsense. How dare you? Uh, all right. Hardwick says In the documentary series, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. Um. Either Favreau or Furloni said the reason for different directors is that they want each episode to be a mini movie with its own feel. And yeah, they do that. However, as a series, that it's not a that's not the smartest thing to do because it makes it inconsistent. Button Banhammer says Quentin and Tarantino by written directino. That is a lot of manipulation there, and I don't think it quite worked out the way that you wanted it to. <laughs> As the chun has jumped on me like it always does. Thank you all again for being here. And yes, indeed, we're getting towards the end, which means we'll be doing our giveaway uh, selection very, very soon. Um, do need to start rushing through some things. Look like no comments have been skipped, but I will have to start skipping some non-member comments. It's just the way that it works towards the end of the streams. Uh a Hobbit over on DLive, though, first said, Did Black Widow save the movie theaters by not announcing simultaneously release on Disney Plus and in theaters at their latest meeting? Um, well, we don't really know. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. I honestly think they are going to put Black Widow on Disney Plus, and there's a good chance that they do it for free. Uh, because of HBO Max doing the same thing. Who knows, right? I think their plan is still to put it out into theaters, but theaters are not going to be ready when that film is expected to come out. So they're going to change it. Uh, and There might even be a good chance that they put it out onto uh, Disney Plus for $30 like they did for Mulan, which is stupid. All right, Rosie G, who's a member, said, Red Scare was real. Read Witness by Whitaker Chambers. It will blow your minds. Interesting, okay. Book recommendation there. Mike Jackson, it highlights orange. I want my comment red. Too bad, I have no control over that. That's a YouTube thing. Pat S, who's a member, how does Mando eat straw and liquid lunch? <laughs> they did. T- I know it's a joke, but they did. They did show that what he'll do is he'll 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 eat from underneath his mask, or if he's alone, he'll take his mask off. Brian Barth tagged. What do you think of the upcoming series and movies from Marvel and Star Wars? Um, I to me, there's a couple of things that hold my interest. However, for the most part. To me, it's just like, I don't care for Marvel anymore. I really don't. Marvel has lost, has lost, most of my interest has been lost from Marvel. And for Star Wars, it's like, didn't they just two seconds ago say that people were having Star Wars fatigue? And now they're coming up with ten different series? I, uh, I, I'll I be interested to see what they do with that. Alright, I do need to start skipping some comments. Father Christopher Mela, hail to you, good sir. Thanks for being a member on the channel. Um, Alright, Thursday the Warrior says, I liked Passengers. It was slow but satisfying. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. However, it is definitely one that is um is one that I, um, I never had a desire to watch it. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, sensei Mike, what's going on Sensei Mike? Bow to your Sensei. Bow to your Sensei. Thank you for being here good sir. Glad to see you back. All right. Do we have to skip non-member comments? Sorry. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, all the Oscars this year will be split between Cuties and The Last of Us Part Two. Ew, no. No, Patouille, I spit at you, Andrew Hoyle. How dare you. I dare you. Rosie G12, who's a member, says, did you not like Snyder's Watchmen? I thought it was brutal but awesome. So it's it's one of those movies where at the time I was like, all right, change the graphic novel a little bit. Okay, the performances. like I think the casting for the most part was pretty spot on. Uh, especially for uh, Rorschach, but then as the film has aged, it just it, all of all of his films don't age well. Because I used to love 300. I've gone back to the movie since, and I'm like, uh, this is not very good. I really don't like this. All right, only members now. Thirteenth Warrior, Tarantino, Doc q 2 8, the first eight. Interesting. Okay, thank you. Father Christopher Miller, who's a member, says, "Is Bill Burr the same from F is for Family*? If if that's the comedy skit, I don't know all of his comedy shows, but it might be. It might be." Uh, Pat S, who's a member, "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood" is Quentin's fifth best movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I probably, I might put it in his top three, to be honest. All right. Again, sorry is having to skip comments except for members uh, at this late hour. Pat S, best. You can put Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Inglorious Bastards, and Reservoir Dogs in any one to four order you want, gang. I actually haven't seen Jackie Brown, so I can't speak to that one. But the other ones are a friend. Ta- I actually think Inglorious Bastards might be one of my favorites. I actually really like that one, and also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Actually, no, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight's an underrated film. I love Hateful Eight. The story, the cinematography and score for that movie are fantastic. And when you look in the behind the scenes of what they did, oh boy, it's so good. Oh, so good. Yes, thank you very much, Stephanie B. Also, Stephanie B, to correct... Uh, Putting cookies, that is not how you enter. So, again, if you want to enter in, I am giving away a copy of Parasite on Blu-ray and a copy of The Last Starfighter on Blu-ray. And, again, it's just going to be two winners. First winner gets to choose whatever one they want. The second one has to take the other one. International giveaway. Uh, You're using your digital currency, your digital cookie currency. You can check your cookie count by putting exclamation point cookies. That's how you check how many cookies you have. If you want to enter in, you have to put uh, you have to put the expression ENTER, E-N-T-E-R, and then an exclamation point. All together, ENTER, exclamation point. All right, E-N-T-E-R, exclamation point. You then press the space button, and then you put in a number. The number you put in, the max can be 100, because that's the number of tickets that you want to enter in for. However, it costs 500 cookies per ticket. So make sure that you're putting in The number that matches how many cookies you actually have. Because if you put in for more, it will not count it. So far, I've got the new number two at 25, Mark Lazeth at 25, Mike Jackson at 25, Hardwick at 56, and General Wingster at 40. And 54 people still watching. Thank you for being here. I'm not going to explain it again. That's why it's a giveaway. (laughs) Hardwick says, I also wonder why Bill Burr didn't put his helmet back on before driving into the mining base. Wouldn't he be afraid of realizing that they didn't recognize him as one of their workers? Uh, no, because remember, he said they didn't know him so that they would, they would be okay. And also, he, he kind of makes it clear saying that he doesn't like wearing a helmet. It kind of is a way to build up to that moment when he does take off his helmet. Orange Air says, I do like that they use the seismic charge from Attack of the Clones to kill those Ties. Also, the actor played the officer... Well, it was the same from Batman Begins. Yeah, that's right. He played Joe Chill. Has a history of sleazy characters. Yeah, I remember someone mentioning that on Twitter. It's pretty great. All right. More members. Again, sorry. Got to go members. Members only at the end of this stream. Um, It's one of the perks of being a member. All right. Let me make sure. Getting towards the end of the members comments. Uh, Thursday the warrior says, "Overtuna Velot luna." Pat S, who's a member at eight twenty six. Why did any in Why did any in Star Wars episodes seven, eight, and nine starts get any new TV shows? Why didn't I think he meant why didn't any of them get any stars? Probably because they're not that good, and they're still not wanting to admit that fact. Woody Buzz, what's going on? Glad to see you here. Uh, Tina, who's my mod, Soul is on Disney Plus for free on Christmas Day. Already sick of it. I've seen it dozen ads since yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch it to review it, but I have no interest in seeing it at all. Um, let's see. Father says Sonic for Best Picture. No, 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 no. Mank. Mank is so damn good. Speaking of which, Tina and Steph, y'all's packages should be coming in uh, this this coming week if they have not done so already. Uh, Let's see. Pat S at 828. My mom and dad wouldn't let us have Cinemax when we were kids. I didn't find out why until high school when I stayed at a buddy's house and turned on Max after midnight on Friday. No. Oh, so naughty. No, 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 no. All right. Pat S trolling around. Father says, how many can one enter? Max is 100 tickets. Max is 100 tickets. If you can afford it. Alright, let me see. Any other member comments before we pick some winners? Alright, that is everybody. Da da da, da. Phonemo says, I totally forgot Black Widow was even a movie. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's that's how long it's been at this point. As Father says Skinemax. <laughs> oh man. Also, Father, I don't know if you have enough cookies or if you didn't enter in correctly. Because uh, Ballon the Hobbit, I have you for five. Super, I have you for nine. Uh, but it doesn't matter because we are getting towards the end, and I do have the end. I do have to end this stream, uh, and so I'll go ahead and say going once. I will then say going twice. I have no control over technical difficulties. I have no control over technical difficulties. Father, I have you in for fifty. There we go. Now, oh, came in right at the last minute. And, all right, it's closed. The giveaway is closed. It's closed now. All right. Let's spam this button. All right. Let's see. We got a winner. And the first winner is the new number two. The new number two, claim your prize. The new number two, claim your prize. 70B says, I've been $1, Bob. I bet you do. I bet you do. The new number two. Claim your prize, good sir. So in the chat, just let me know whether you want the Last Starfighter or Parasite. And also, of course, if you're claiming it. If, of course, you're going to claim it. Is the new number... Is he here? Great, I claim Last Starfighter. Boom, and it's yours. Last starfighter is yours, which means the next winner is going to have to take Parasite, which, again, is a great film. I just want to put that out there. I love this film. The reason why I'm giving it away is because I got the Criterion Collection version in instead, uh, which is why it's great. All right, and so our second winner is going to be Mark Lisseth. Mark Lisseth, claim your prize. Mark Lisseth, claim your prize, good sir. Claim your prize of Parasite. And the only person that you can give it away to is Tina. (laughs) And again, as I said, this is a really good film. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. So, uh, Mark Lisseth, congratulations. Good sir. All right. So, uh, Mark Lisseth, new number two. Y'all need to email me, odinsmovieblog at gmail.com. Odinsmovieblog at gmail.com. And then you'll just have to send me your contact information of where I can mail it to. And I will mail it out as soon as I can. And so I'll mark it down. Mark, you have Parasite. And new number two. You have Last Starfighter. So please email me this evening. That way I can get everything uh, sent out to everyone and get that taken care of um, hopefully by Monday when the mail comes by to pick it up. So that is gonna be it for me this evening. And it was a joke, by the way, it was totally. <laughs> uh, and she's mad. Oh, she's mad. It's okay, though. It's okay. Uh, but anyway, that's gonna be it for me this evening. Uh, thank you all so very much for being here. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, this evening. Y'all have been fantastic. Y'all have been great. Uh, hopefully y'all have as much fun a- as I have. And uh, yeah, we've had some general movie talk. We talked about The Mandalorian. We talked also of course about my OMB report. On the Supreme Court, hashtag, stop the steal, damn right, slash the neons, let's sure as hell hope. Pat S., goodbye to you, good sir. Hamilton Burger, Keck44, Soul Assassin, Sherry Allen, Hound3000, Tina and Steph, shout out to the Valks, shout out to the Valks, shout out to the Valks, because they're awesome. The centipede site, what centipede site are you talking about, Hardwick. That makes no sense. I'm sh- I'll find it somewhere. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, but anyway, you guys are fantastic. Daniel Thorne, Camden Heist. No, you're breathtaking. Will Gentry, what's going on? Daniel Thorne, it's okay. Uh, Phone Nemo, uh, y'all have been fantastic. So y'all are great. Rosie G12, great stream. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. Indeed, Orange chat, the Valks rock. Uh, again, new number two and Markless Death. Please email me your contact information that way i know where to just just where to mail it to just where to mail it to um that way i can get y'all y'all's movies as soon as i possibly can i might be able to throw in some extra stuff in there who knows sometimes i'll throw in random random films that you didn't ask for but hey it's another movie to watch uh you guys are all amazingly beautiful people uh, and I love you all very much. Uh, we will have a chosen stream soon. I don't have our weekend set out yet, but it will be soon. It won't be tomorrow, uh, because that's that's a little too much short notice. Um, but it will be sometime sometime in December. Also, I am gonna try and get with the flick pick this week to do a podcast. And so, if you were on uh as a member on Patreon, subscribe star, or on YouTube at the ten dollar level or up, you get access to that exclusive podcast where we talk about movies, television, and also let y'all ask whatever questions y'all want. And it's a lot of fun. I get to do it with the Flick Pick, John Flick and Jerry. He's awesome. He's a lot of fun. So we'll be getting that done sometime this week. So be on the lookout for the Q&A post to go up very soon. You guys are awesome. You guys are amazing. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now, for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon and Subscribestar members, starting off with Patreon Albertus Magnus, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator Brian P., Dion Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to You Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, The Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, it's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Kenneth Cameo, Laura Story, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mike Jackson, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On To June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step With Reality, Outpost Dyer, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Miss Martin Muses, also known as Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bogend. Tina B., and the Modern Major General, Laura Story. Gotta give you that shout-out for that one time that you were doubled up. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And now a huge shout-out to all of my December Subscribestar members we have over there with Stand4, Perpetual Punster, Robert Revo, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., US888209FAST, Dean Heiss, J-Rod the Beer Guru, Nevadon G Adams, and ZK-Man. Thank you all so much for being my Patreon and Subscribestar members. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream on the main channel, please consider joining over on those platforms. You can also get access to things like exclusive giveaways of 4Ks, Blu-rays. Uh, if you want a DVD, I guess you could also get a DVD as well. Uh, digital codes... And of course, you get to possibly join me on the channel once a month for the Chosen of Valhalla live stream and access to an exclusive podcast featuring John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where we have a lot of fun talking about movies and tons of other. Random things. Anyway, if you want to support these things, check out the links in the description of this video. And also, please consider joining my other channel, The OMB Report, where I talk about not just movies like I do over here, but I focus more so on politics, news, and culture in that order. You guys are all amazing. Thank you for your love and support. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless. And before ending the stream, as I'm sure I just scared a lot of people, I forgot to shout out my members here at the Army of Asgard level and above. So a huge shout out to Rosie G12, Nico Blue, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K Orange Chat Reviews, Adam Avery, the Bosco2000, Twirly Wolf, Jace Doe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are awesome. Thank y'all again for being members on the channel. Have a wonderful night, everybody. And for real this time, God bless.